Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Graham Lick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Graham Lick and McLean. And welcome officially to football season. Now, we don't have games necessarily, Mac, but it's August and our season previews officially begin. We are so close, my friend. Come on, KG. I am jacked up. I'm excited. We're here. We've had a lot of conversations leading up to this moment, and we finally get a preview some teams, get together, talk about these guys. And, uh, man, it's one of my favorite times, as I said, because you just get to go through all 14 of these programs and, you know, kind of lay it out there, what you think is going to happen. And then you either look really, really smart or really, really dumb uh, or maybe somewhere in between. We were kind of in the middle ground with a lot of this stuff. But I'm excited. I'm really excited for this preview. Let's try not to look really, really dumb. That's what we're going to go with on today's episode, Mac. This is our first preview, and last year we talked with every head coach. This year we wanted to switch it up a little bit. We will still have some head coaches um, on our list. We did talk to the big ones. We've got interviews with Dabo, Mac Brown, Mike Norvell, all those guys coming up later in the month. For these two, though, we wanted to switch it up and talk to some players. So we're starting with Virginia and Syracuse today, combining them into one episode. We've got Chico Bennett for Virginia, and we have Marlo Wax from Syracuse, two defensive guys, and I would say probably... Set the tone. Yeah, exactly. The two kind of heart and souls of their respective defenses, which is perfect, Mac. We, we love to see that. That's right. That's a great way to put it. And uh, again, just to look at this, look at this episode, going to totally break down Virginia uh, and, and Syracuse and really just dive into and tell you what you think. We'll, we'll tell you kind of the highs and lows. Uh, of each. We'll talk a little win total, see if Vegas has it going on. Uh, We're going to start with Virginia. uh, But before we get to our interview with Chico Bennett, here's an awesome word from our friends over at Ingalls. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Chico, man, welcome into the podcast. Super excited to talk to you today, man. Thank you for joining us. Of course, my pleasure to be here. Appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, man, this is one of my favorite times, right? Because it's summer, you're grinding, you're getting ready. Fall camp is right around the corner. Uh, but just tell me, tell me about your summer. Tell us about your summer. Did you do anything fun, or was it just all ball, twenty four seven? Man, you know, I've actually, I've actually taken a little time to go back home a little more often. Um, but for the most part, man, I've just been staying here, locked in, um, getting back, just working out with the team. And then just overall, well, I started my master's program too. Oh, so, congratulations! Uh, thank you. So I've been, uh, so I've been involved with that, and yeah, that's that's really about it. I love that, man. So we'll have six degrees between the man. three of us by the time it's said and done. Let's go. Let's Except, go. Mac, we got – there's a Clemson degree, there's a Virginia degree. Uh, it is know. a little different. It is a little different. I Two would, of those oh, things. It's a little different. You know which way I'm um, leaning with the, with the Virginia degree there. <laughs> but, Chico, let's talk about year two with Coach Elliott. I mean, this is a guy who came in year one. Um, you know, things – 
went maybe differently than he expected. I'm not sure what you expected overall, but how has this offseason been with Coach E and what are the expectations for year two with him? No, man, it's, I would say that we definitely as a team, you know, we, we've taken, you know, this opportunity, especially you not know, from what's happened in the past, um, as good motivation, you know, going into it rather than, you know, it's easy to to just, you know, sit in, sit in, um, sit in that sadness and just soak in it. But rather than, you know, turn, turn the, as he says, you know, turn the tragedy into triumph. And I think, you know, the team has embodied that and we've just been able to just press forward, man. And we've been doing a pretty good job and just, you know, staying tight. Um, staying together as a, as a team, and you know we we've set these expectations for ourselves coming into the season. It's like, hey, you know, a lot of people count us out. You know, uh, the truth of the matter is that you know people people feel sorry for you in the beginning, but afterwards it's like, hey, you know, it's it people move on. We don't, but you know we move on. But in the sense of with their with them and just honoring them, so we man, we're ready. I think uh, you're muted, Eric. Yeah. My first time doing so. Boomer. I apologize. Uh, you, you, you're talking about your, your teammates there with Lavelle and, and Devin and Deshaun and man, all the, the amazing things that you guys have done. And, and and there's there's no blueprint, right? There's there's no book on how to handle an unbelievable tragedy. But man, the, the things that I've seen, the strength that you know leaders like yourself play with, and and I think it it is doing you know those three such a service to play for them and to not forget them and and play for them and man, just, just understand the moment that you're in. And, and it can be taken away from any of us, any given second. How have you seen teammates respond on that way of just really cherishing that, their time, but also wanting to glorify those guys and, and letting them live forever? Yeah, no, 100%. So I think the the biggest thing that, that I've seen from guys is just, just the, you know, determination and just the attitude that they've carried, you know, especially in this offseason. Um, you know, still, you know, we've used, it's, it's a beautiful thing that, you know, to have social media now and just being able to post, you know, post certain memories and, you know, uh, and share those, you know, close moments, those inside moments that we have, you know, with them that not the world wouldn't see. And so, you know, they still, they get a better glimpse of, you know, who those guys were, you know, show their silly size and they just weren't just the, you know, just the athlete, just a football player, you know? And so it's been, it's a dope thing. You know, I think that, that overall has been, has been tremendous. Yeah, no, I, there's no question, man. The stories, the, the memories, the fun times, it, it, it's, it's sad that it has to come with a tragedy, but it's fantastic because you got to find out who those young men really were and, and just hear all the great things about them. I do want to go back to coach E real quickly before we move on um, and just hear your thoughts on, on, maybe how he has grown as a coach and as a leader throughout, you know, you've got the the season and, and going through all of, all of that as, as a coach would, but then also the off season now where he's okay, maybe changing some stuff up, reevaluating, keep going, whatever. So what, what have maybe you seen him make growth or, or strides from really the season to the off season now going into year two? Yeah. You know, as a, as a, you know, as a first year coach, you know, you don't have all the answers, you know, <laughs> right. We like that's just that's just how it is, you know. But I think he's done, you know, a great job of like receiving the feedback and you know implementing it to his vision that he sees for us as as a um, as a team and as you know young men. But he's done a good job of it, man. And honestly, you know, especially you know from what's happened, you know, no coach has ever had that happen, you know, especially in the way in the way it did. And so I think, you know, we're all humans. We all make, you know, we all have our own individual you know, grieving process and stuff. But I think, you know, as a coach and as a leader, he's done a good job of being able to, you know, help the team move forward, um, but still not forget, you know. Um, and he's had, and he, you know, he's so, you know, just the other day, um, you know, it was Devin's birthday. He was turning 21. 
And so, you know, we, you know, sang a, you know, happy birthday song to Devin, but he also, you know, said something like, you know, we're not, we're not moving on, like we're not moving on, but we're moving forward, you know, uh, we're moving forward, but not moving on. Um, and just to remind everybody, like, you know, it's going to get tough, you know, and I think he's doing a good job. Matter of fact, it was a wonderful thing for him to do this morning. We had a meeting where he had somebody come in from, you know, the legal side and explain, you know, the, the preliminary hearing that's going to happen here soon, here in August, and it's kind of, you know, make sure to ask for us to have questions um, answered, you know, from a legal standpoint. Because, of course, once again, he knows that he doesn't have all the answers, so he's going to go to somebody who has that professional understanding and just overall just be able to help us. And so I think he's done a good job of, you know, expanding, you know, using his resources to be able to help us. Yeah, thank you for pulling back the curtain there, Chico, to hear kind of what you guys are doing and what Coach E is doing. Like you said, no coach has ever dealt with this, and and no team like you guys has ever dealt with it either. So let, let's talk about some football here in 2023. I mean, last season, dude, you, you went on a tear, and I know you're expecting a lot more of the same this year. What are some goals that you have for yourself and for this D-line that returns all four guys? Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's nothing, like, nothing else that I feel like, for me, nothing, nothing will happen, you know, without without them, you know, because it's like it's a team effort. Um, but you know, they've done a good job of being able to, you know, execute their execute their um, their assignments to be able to help me, you know, make those certain plays, man. But um, honestly, you know, coming in, we're we're ready. Um, you know, we we asked, we left, we felt like we left some stuff out out on the field, a couple of games uh, that I think you know could have helped. Turn turn the tide, but overall, I man, I think we're just ready. Um, just excited to get out there, have some fun at the end of the day, but also, you know, come in there like, hey, let's own some business. That's awesome, man. Do, do you have any goals or, or, or you know achievements that you want to achieve? Uh, I know in college, man, that, that was so big to me because I wanted to visualize it. I wrote it down and, and things that I wanted to do. So, what does that look like for you this upcoming season? Yeah, no, the goal for me, man, is just to one be the best team that I can be, uh, be a great leader. But overall, I mean. You know, individual goals, you know, it's going to come, it's going to come as long, you know, along with the team. So I feel like that for me is like, you know, everybody wants to be the best, you know. Um, but for me, I just want to be able to be one of the uh, a good leader um, because I feel like the individual accolades are going to come along and that'll write itself out. So I don't really have anything from that standpoint, but just more so just to just be a, be a better team. Better yeah. be- W's, Mac. That's the goal. W's. That's what we want to hear, Chico. I love that. And just what about you mentioned your teammates? You mentioned these guys that you go to battle with. Give us some names that Virginia fans should be excited to watch, maybe on both sides of the ball, some names that they're not as familiar with. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, you got the returning D line. You got Cam Butler, Aaron Fumui, Jameer Carter, you know, Paul Kire, Ben Smile. I could, I could go, I could go down the whole list for the D line, man. Secondary, um, you know, uh, you got Cohen King, Jonas Sankers, there's a whole bunch of guys that, you know, I feel like it's just so many lists off that it's like, I think that, you know, you got to just show up and, you know, look look for the jersey numbers and be able to, you know, see who they are. But, you know, for the offense, you know, I think, you know, it's not it's not a um, it's not a no-brainer. You know, a lot of people, you know, ask some questions like, you know, who we expect and stuff like that. But, you know, obviously, you know, with, you know, with changes in the room and stuff, I think, you know, our quarterback now, you know, Tony Musket, he's done a good job of coming in into the spring and um, getting getting you know familiar with the scheme um, and just with the with the, the schematics of the schematics of it all. Man, he's done a good job um, commanding commanding the offense. Um, some new receivers like Malik Washington, um, young cat Jaden Gibson, obviously returning guy Malachi Fields. 
you know, I think it's going to be dope, you know, for the running back room. You know, I'm excited to, you know, to see, to see all of them compete. Because honestly, they all talented, you know, for Mike Hollins, obviously, you know, who's involved with the shooting. He's come back and it's been great right. to see. He's like a, it's like a, it's a walking testament, man. It's like, right. it just, it's all that is just like, hey, you, you can't do nothing but just continue to work hard after seeing no him. No doubt, yeah. man. I, I love that. I love that. All, all offensively. You also had a guy in, in Kobe Pace, man, from Clemson that yeah. you know, I'm very familiar yeah. with. Uh, how was he juiced up, you know, that running back room and, and knowing that he comes from, you know, kind of a system where there's a bunch of guys touching the rock? What have you seen from him kind of this offseason going into fall camp? Oh, he's, he's done a good job, man. You know, he's, he's, been, he's been dialed in, um, you know, working hard. I've had, you know, I, I guess that, man, there's so many people that you, you leave off, but no, he, he's, sure. done job, man. he's done a real good job. I think that, like I said, he's been dialed in, he's working hard. He knows it's going to be competition. Like nothing's given. Um, but I think he's doing a good, good job to where it's like, Hey, you know, don't, 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 you know, don't sleep on me either. You know, That's right. uh, but I think that they're all doing a good job overall, man, just competing, especially, you know, Kobe's, He's, he's, he's working. Yeah, no doubt, man. All right, last one for us, brother. We appreciate your time. Uh, when people play UVA this year, when, when they see the, the, the you guys coming to town or, or they're going to your house, what, what do you want them to think? Coming away from that game, man, th- those guys did what? what? What do you want them to remember about UVA? I just, man, they play hard. They play hard. They play fast, violent, reckless. It's just it's like, it's like, it's like, oof. You know, glad, I'm glad it's over with. You know, um, that's that's been the biggest thing, honestly, the biggest thing, especially like something that the defense is embodied. Man, it's like, listen, you know, you don't you don't need like four or five stars to to go play. It's really about effort. You know, effort is always going to top over. You know, yeah. talent at the end of the day, man. And so, and it's and it's shown. You know, I think that's been one of the biggest things for us. Is like, hey. We may not need all the, you know, the quote-unquote talent, but it's like we got guys who buy in and know how to continue to work hard and just press on, man. It's like you can't, you can't beat that. That'll be talent every day. And so, but yeah, when you you done with UVA football, man, it's like, hey, that was a tough game. They play hard, violent, and can't do nothing but just give respect. That's right. Well, man, we're jacked up to see you this year. Can't wait to see uh, what, what you guys got going on there. And, of course, in Charlotte. I'll see you in a couple of days when you make your way down there, man. So I appreciate you so much for joining us. Of course, man. I appreciate y'all both taking the time. Y'all have a good Thanks again to Chico Bennett for joining us. He's He really screams Virginia to me. I mean, that guy's getting his master's. He seems like a very cerebral player. Um, and you can see that, I think, with the way he plays. And he's poised to have a really big year. With Virginia, and we, we addressed this with Chico as well, you have to start with, of course, the tragedy that happened last year and the fact that this team's going to be playing for those guys. I think that level of inspiration, honoring them, their, their teammates trying to honor those guys who are no longer with us with how they play, that's going to be a big piece of motivation for this team, Mac. No, it definitely is. And I think, again, when, when you look at how these guys have responded, and I can't even imagine to put myself – you know, in that situation where, where teammates are, are, are falling the way they did and how such a brutal tragedy, tragedy, horrible thing. Uh, but but they're they're doing a very good job with it. And, and you know, to continue to celebrate those young men, to, to continue to glorify them and, and really everybody that you talk to just, man, I'm playing for those guys. Yeah. I'm doing this because you never know when it's going to stop, you know, for any reason. Uh, you, you never know when this opportunity, you know, to play football is going to run out. And, and Jim Dave's SID you know, echoed that sentiment as as well that 
That, that's what everybody has seen. You know, the, the, the focus, the lock-in, the team has, has taken it up a notch since then and, and come together, you know, like few things can, can allow you to do. So it, it's awesome to see that. It will be great to see how they continue to honor these young men, uh, you know, throughout the season with, with, you know, cool sentiments throughout. Definitely. I think that's going to be a theme for sure. And, you know, when you look at this team offensively, I still I have a lot of questions. I'm, I'm wondering what we're going to see. Tony Musket, it seems, is the guy at quarterback. You've got a Kobe Pace transfer in at running back. We know what Tony Elliott did at Clemson. He was not really able to replicate that last year. Brennan Armstrong went from all sorts of numbers to basically nothing. But as and I think I said this before, Mac. It just felt like Brennan Armstrong didn't fit what Tony Elliott wanted to do. I don't think they were a fit together. So perhaps Tony Musket is a better fit, and it feels like this offense will at least be able to exemplify what Tony Elliott wants to do a little more. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, going to be a run-first team, and when you add a guy like Kobe Pace, the things that you know we saw him be able to do at Clemson in a jam-packed backfield, uh, he, he has the, the opportunity here to be a feature back, you know, and it's going to be a, a dog fight. Somebody's going to have to earn it. But, you know, I, I have a feeling that Kobe is is going to be one of those guys that really makes the most of his kind of second chance opportunity here, reuniting with his old running back coach, offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's going to be a really good thing for everybody involved. And then just Tony, you know, the, the, this is such a quarterback driven sport right now yeah. uh, where, where you have to have a guy to get things going. And, and so how much can he help accelerate that process and understand and get the ball out, you know, to guys like Malachi Fields, to Derek Starling, you know, these playmakers that we've seen, you know, from Virginia who, who have kind of been waiting their turn, have had flashes, but, you know, now can they take the next step? So excited to see that on that front. Uh, and then just year two for Tony Elliott and, and understanding it all and, and Coach E, the things that you know, maybe didn't work that he fine tuned that now he feels really good about. I mean, it's there is no blueprint, you know, for for being a head coach. You know, you got to figure out what works, and every place is is individual as well, KG. Well, and there's no blueprint for handling what Tony Elliott's having to handle right now with Virginia. I, you know, all that tragedy happening and happening in your first year where you're still trying to figure out what the heck you need to do. There's still a lot of growth I think needs to happen for Virginia on defense last year, Mac. I think the defense had some bright spots last season. It was a very bend-don't-break kind of defense. And you bring back pretty much your entire front four. You bring back a lot of guys in the secondary. You lose some key players at linebacker. But I think this defense can be somewhat of a bright spot for Virginia. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, with Coach Rudd there, uh, defensive coordinator, you know, coming from Air Force a couple of years ago, what he wants to do. They got better. Uh, it, it, they just weren't put in great situations. You talk right. about that don't bend, don't break. I mean, it, it was turnover after turnover, bad field position after bad field position, and they were in really bad spots. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, still found a way to to you know make some things happen and, and keep them right in football games. So you know, if, if you can ease that, if we can play complementary football, you know, how much better can that defense be? Uh, and, and then in turn, kind of the other way around, help the offense and, and get turnovers and get good field position for them. So that's what I'm excited about seeing. Just again, year two, you, you feel like a lot of things are different. You figure things out. You know what works. You know what doesn't. And, and that's really what I expect here you know, with Virginia. Unfortunately, KG, their schedule yeah. is not very favorable. It does not help them out too much. Let's discuss that here. The Vegas win total for Virginia is three and a half. Mac, before we talk about schedule, 
do you have Virginia? I think Virginia is probably going to finish near the bottom of this league. And yeah. some of that is the schedule here. The non-conference, you, you don't you don't give yourself any favors with the non-con. Now, this schedule was pretty much set before Tony Elliott took over, so he's not really had much control over it. They open with Tennessee, might be Yikes. preseason top 10, in Nashville. So, you know, basically a road game. You had JMU at home. JMU, really good team. Not a, not a uh, for sure win. Then you're at Maryland, hosting NC State. I mean, you're going to beat William & Mary. That's October 7th. Beyond that, I'm not sure how much more I know about this schedule in terms of guaranteed wins. You don't draw Clemson. You don't draw Florida State. That is a positive. Is a benefit. Is a benefit. And you don't draw Pittsburgh either. So I think when you look at it, there's just a lot of question marks. And you'll you'll hear this throughout this series. There's some teams that I just have too many question marks. I don't know enough about them yet on the field. I can hear about things in practice. I can hear about how great an offseason was. But until I physically see it, it's hard for me to conjure up and really just have great expectations. So that that's where Virginia is for me right now. I've got to see what does it look like in year two? What is this new quarterback? Maybe a new running back, as I mentioned with Kobe Pace. What can he and Musket aid and how can they get better You know, for this Virginia team? We just mentioned all the reasons of how and why we think they can get there. But when, when you're playing that schedule, I mean, you're, you're looking at going into your guaranteed win maybe with one win. Ooh. I mean, that, that's crazy to look at. And, and just, you know, how does that handle mentally all the different things? But, again, if there's a guy that can do it, it's Coach E, Chico Bennett. We heard we just heard from him how excited he is. And he, he said it. Nobody's going to give us a chance. Nobody's going to believe in us. And quite frankly, they're okay with that. And they're going to play with that chip on their shoulder. Yeah, they are. Mac, I think we do have to give an answer here, though. If the Vegas win totals three and a half, <laughs> I'm going under. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, I'm going under as well. And, and this stinks, right? Like, that's the hard part of this job. But, um, you know, I, I think just, again, looking at how grueling this schedule is, having too many question marks, I, I'm going under the three and a half as well. I, I think that's the safe bet. I think it is too. All right, let's look ahead to Syracuse. We're going to transition to talk about the Orange in the second half of this episode. So let's get to our interview with star linebacker Marlo Wax. Marlo, welcome into the show, my man. I've been excited for this one. Anyone I get to talk to a, a linebacker, just a guy that's a killer out on the field, I get to jump in that brain, man. I'm excited to do it. So thank you for joining us today. Man, of course. Thank you for having me on. I love it. Thank you. Yes, sir. How's summer been, my man? This was always, you know, as a former player, this was one of my favorite times. You know, there's so little distractions. It's just your guys on campus mostly. Uh, you're working out. You're having fun doing film. How's summer been? Man, I actually love it. You hit it right on point. No distractions. It's just the guys up there just grinding, just getting better together. And then we're working, out, working hard in the morning. And then the rest of the day, we just get to be us and be brothers and do what we want. That, that can be anything. So Mac and I both went to Clemson. So we used to do that. Like you said, you have workouts in the morning and then you hit the pool in the afternoon. Now, I know Syracuse is a cold place in the winter, but what are some other things that you guys do? What, what's going on in the afternoon at Syracuse? I feel as though we're not really going to the pool as okay. much, but one thing I've been introduced to um, being up here in Syracuse is golfing. Oh, nice. I got to get better at that. I feel like as a football team, a lot of guys are just going golfing and it's been fun. It's been it's been new to a lot of guys also, but I feel like it's going to help me in the long run. Yeah. No, no question, man. So when did you start playing? I, I'm, I'm very intrigued in this. 
I didn't start playing golf till last year. That's good. Okay, so you're a year in. You're a year yeah. in. Yeah, my teammates like Justin Barron, Derek McDonald, they've been they've been getting me right, trying to be my coaches. But it's been come funny. on. What what's the strongest part of your game? What's hmm. the strongest part of your game? <laughs> right now, I would have to right say now. Right now, just putting probably. <laughs> that, hey, okay. that's how you score. That's how you you're score. Right? I can't putt, right. so I stink at it. I stink you're at right, it. You're right, you're right. <laughs> That's you're awesome, right. man. Well, hey, let, let's jump into it. Let's talk a little ball here because, again, I, I mentioned the linebacker piece and, and something that, you know, I'm so intrigued every time I watch the Syracuse defense. It's just that three three five and, and how complex it can be, the athletes that you guys have. You can disguise a lot of different things. Uh, I, I talked to a lot of guys from Syracuse about this, so I'm interested to hear, you know, kind of your perspective and, and growing up in it within this team and, and kind of where you are now. So, how is it playing in the three-three-five? Man, I love it. I feel like it's a blessing just to be able to play in the defense that a lot of other, a lot of other teams don't play. So, I love that I was came up into it as a freshman. Now I'm a senior. I feel like I'm really mastering it. I getting it down hand, helping the younger guys with it. But man. Like, you hit it right on point. I love it, just uh, how much movement we can do, how everybody spreading out can make so many plays, and it's just it's just fun. We get the crowd into it. It's just – I love it, man. Well, what's your favorite aspect of – I'm sorry, KG – with, you know, like blitzing off the edge, hiding it, disguising it, blitzing in coverage? Like, what, what's your favorite piece of what you do? I would say just the versatility that it provides for everybody to do everything. Like, each linebacker can do – what every other linebacker does, every D lineman can do what every other D lineman does. And same with the DBs. We just, we all just spread out and just make it harder for quarterback and the offenses. They don't know who's going to go. Nobody's just one side. Everybody can do every single thing. Well, and speaking of that three three five, your new off or defensive coordinator, excuse me, Coach Long, who's basically the godfather of the three three five. So, how has that been? What's the adjustment been like? And how cool is it to learn a system or at least, you know, work on a system from the guy who pretty much invented it? 100%. I feel like that's definitely another blessing in itself. Me just being older, coming from Coach White now to Coach Long, it's just since now that I really know the defense, I really get it from a different lens now with Coach Long. He's, he's a guru. Like, he knows it all. He knows through and through. He knows how to change it up when things aren't going right in one position group. He's just, he's just really smart, and I love you, man. I know. I'm ready for the season. That's right. We are too. We are too. Man, listen, you guys have a lot of star power on this defense. I mean, I was looking at the some depth charts and, and just the roster, you know, as we're kind of preparing for the season. I'm like, man, there's so many dudes across the board here. What, what's the expectation? Every time you guys hit the field defensively, what's your expectation when you run out there? Man, we just – every single time we step on the field, we say, let's beat them up. It's just, it's just a standard that's set that we just make sure that we're going to impose our will on the offense. Just – do what we do and not let them do what they want to do. We're going to attack them, not let them attack us. When you are going against this offense in practice and you're going against a guy like Aronde Gadsden, who is just a monster, first of all, Mac and I would like to know, what, what position, when you guys are you know, talking about him, what position does he play? Like, What, what do you decide as, as the defense? I, I heard it from his mouth before. He's a football player. Football okay. player. All right. That's I fair. Like it. That's I like fair. it. I like it. Well, he, he, told, he told me that one time. I was like, all right, I'll give you the nod. I yeah. Like that. That, you're like, yeah, I, I can see that. That works. So <laughs> what is it like to go up against him at practice? It seems like it would be a little frustrating, honestly. I'm not, yeah, it can be. But at the same time, it's, it's getting us better, man. He's, he's, he's talented. He's it's like I keep saying, it's a, bless, it's a blessing to go against a caliber player like that every single day in offense because I know we know it's just going to make us better. 
Right. And then Garrett Schrader also returning, um, which is exciting for you guys in general. So what, what do we expect? What can we expect as fans from uh, this offense? Just total different, total different offense, man. Just a, a jump up from mm-hmm. what, what you guys seen last year. And then other guys also coming in, helping Aronde, helping Schrader, just making plays, spreading it out. Just I'm going to spend a lot of firepower out of this offense because I see them working hard right now in the summer. I'd love to hear that, man. It's exciting to see it. Listen, when you guys started off just on fire last year, I mean, you were so hot, and, and the things you were able to accomplish being ranked in the country, uh, a lot of things that people didn't you know, think you guys would be able to do. What, what kind of, I guess, just mindset does this entire team have, and especially you going into your senior year, for, for maybe this last season for you, uh, but what, what's the mindset going in the fall for, for all of the Syracuse football team? I feel like, as you just talked about last season, I feel like, and since I've been here, it's been a lot of been a lot of highs and been a lot of lows. I feel like we know now, we know how to keep it even. We know how to keep it low level and just stay at our grind mode at our and just not get complacent. Like we're saying, just just keep on going and just want want to know, want to know, want to know, and just keep winning every game and control what we, what we can control. Marlo, we always love talking to your coach, Dino Babers. He is truly a character. I think that's the best way to describe him. That's what I see. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah. Can you give me maybe your favorite Coach Babers story where he was just the most Coach Babers? He was just being himself. Uh, coach Babers is a goofy guy. So <laughs> he's always just, I don't know, he's just walking around. Like just last week, he was in the weight room benching 315. <laughs> And just oh I don't know. He's just he just comes out of nowhere, walks in the weight room, pushing everybody around, going to the bench. He gets a three fifteen. He struggles, he struggles, and he just gets it. But it's just and then he gets up, walk out, push everybody out, and just leave out. Um, some some up with that guy. That's know. amazing. What a That's flex. A big, <laughs> that is a flex. That's a, little, a big tough. So he didn't stretch nothing. He just walked right in there. He just walked in there, just <laughs> la- laughing around. He got it though. He was struggling, but he got it. He got it. He made it happen, man. W- what does he mean? What does he mean to this program? I mean, I, I know that he's funny and-, and jokes around, but he can get fired up too. And, and is a passionate guy. Obviously, a very smart uh, football mind. What What does he mean to Syracuse football? It means a lot. I mean, he's. Yeah, I know you guys hear about him speak about Ohana a lot, family a lot, and that's mm-hmm. that's really true around here, and people love him. I feel like school loves him. He's just, just a great guy. People y'all see, is, the person that y'all see is the same person that we get in here. Yeah, he's a very loving guy. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, last one for you, brother, and we'll get you out of here. I, I want to know your goals for the season. You know, when I was a former player, I, I would always write stuff down. I kind of had a list, a team goals, and also individual goals. What are some things that, man, you, you've got on your list you, you want to accomplish this last go-round? Fair enough, I just want to be a better leader. I learned from a great guy. I know Michael Jones. He was an mm-hmm. amazing leader. I'm just trying to learn from him and just piggyback off of that and just make sure that doesn't drop anywhere on this team. So as that goes, we're just trying to trying to win. That's the biggest thing, trying to be ACC champions. ACC champions because I know we can do it with the talent we have on this team. And just, I know as that as that comes, everything can lead down. I'm trying to be the best linebacker in the ACC. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, we appreciate your time. Excited to see you guys ball out this year. Uh, and I'll be with you. I'm, I'm hanging out on, on the uh, football road show that we have coming up. So can't wait to see y'all in person, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. See you then. You guys need to hit the course. Marlon, you need <laughs> to take right. Mac uh, golfing. That's facts, though, but I don't want him to embarrass me, though. I, no, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're going to embarrass me, dog. You're going to show me some good putting skills. That's what it is. <laughs> All right.
Carlo Wax is one of the best football names out there, Eric McLean. So freaking good. And he is going to take over. He, he mentioned Michael Jones kind of taking over as the leadership role for this defense that is bringing in Rocky Long. So two new coordinators for Syracuse, Jason Beck on the offensive side, Rocky Long on the defensive side. Rocky Long basically invented the 3-3-5, and you heard Marlo Wax talking about that. So I know he's excited. Let's start with defense if we can, Mac. I think okay. the biggest question for Syracuse is just, can they hold up against the run? We've seen it when they play Clemson. We've seen it when they play Notre Dame, teams like that. You don't need it to beat Colgate week one, but can they be better? And I think Rocky Long is going to have some answers. Yeah, the, the physicality piece is just always something that when you run that three or, yeah, the three three five there, you don't have enough big bodies right. up front to where you're like, okay, we, we can get this done. So how do you, you know, address that? What what kind of things do you do? Do you show exotic looks? Do you bring it other different ways? And, and the answer is yes. But if you get caught, man, it, it's, it's not easy to run on. It's easier to run on if you can catch it and if you can get it going. So that'll be the initial thing with me. And, and how do they address it? Have guys gotten bigger, faster, stronger? Have you added anybody in the transfer portal that you feel good about that can add some beef, you know, onto that defensive line? Because this defense is is loaded. I mean, there's stars everywhere you look, uh, but just can they get enough depth if the injury bug hits, which we mm. saw last year, to where you're able to, to sustain that? And then come November where you're fighting for bowl season, are you able to get over the top and, and get it done? Right. That's always kind of the question with Syracuse as of late. They brought in some transfers to fill those DB roles, losing Deuce Chestnut, losing Garrett Williams. Mm -hmm. So I'm intrigued to see how those guys pan out. Offensively, it's Garrett Schrader, Aronde Gadsden. Again, you lose Sean Tucker, but LaQuint Allen, who had a good finish to the year, seems to be a guy that can fill those shoes with Sean Tucker, who, let's be honest, didn't have a a 2022 that we kind of all thought he would when you saw what he did in 2021. But, Mac, the big question is, can Schrader stay healthy? Because if Schrader can stay healthy, Schrader had some great moments last year, specifically earlier in the season, and he's got a guy like Aronde Gatson. I think this offense can be really interesting. Right, and that's when he was, what, the most healthy, right? So yeah, if exactly. we can keep him upright, if he can you know, make business decisions, I know he's such a competitor, he wants to run the football and do whatever it takes for his team, but kind of in the back of your mind, can you remember – big dog that you are the team and you do yeah. matter and, and and you know your health is, is very important so you know I think that that is tough especially for a physical quarterback you know like Schrader and, and being able to do that but you know I know coach White the things that he's going to be able to do kind of now that it's his chance uh and he gets to do the the things necessary coach Beck there it's going to be really intriguing to see how much does you know, all of that come to, to full circle because he's been, you know, coaching nice right. guy for so long, right? And and when he finally is able to take that next step, uh, you know, that's where fun things can happen. So I'm excited to see that, excited to see what can Arande do now that everybody knows he's the guy, right? Because he's going to be targeted. It's where's Waldo. will be intriguing to see do they continue to, you know, move him around and put him in a various you know, different places, or does he line up more traditionally? And, and is he a tight end or is he a receiver? You know, we were joking with you know, Marlo about that. And, and I'm excited excited to see what, it, what it'll look like offensively. Definitely. And I think you, it's a balance, Mac. You still have to use Schrader's legs. You can't not because he is so effective running the ball. Yeah. Um, and I think LaQuint Allen's going to have a big year. I think he's, he's yeah. going to have a, a breakout year for Syracuse. When you look at this schedule, the Vegas win total is six and a half. And we always mm. say Vegas knows what they're doing because that's right on the money. 
The wins I see, Matt, Colgate, Western Michigan, Army, Virginia Tech, BC, and then you've got at Purdue and at Georgia Tech. I think those are the swing games. Those are the games that can swing this team to um, seven wins. Six wins, that gets you in a bowl game. We saw them do that last year. Can they get to seven? Can they win the bowl game, get to eight? That would be a really good year for Syracuse. (laughs) I think it would. And, and, you know, when when you look at this, you know, at Purdue, obviously going to be a big test. And, and you mentioned this before, you know, we started going with this episode that they haven't been great, you know, in, in those away games when they're playing Big Ten opponents. But there's a lot of turnover at Purdue right, right. now. New head coach, new quarterback, all these different things that I think is favorable to a veteran team, a veteran defense going on the road and, and can make some things happen. Again, with Coach Beck being the guy now, an offensive coordinator, how can he use that creativity to really put those guys at Purdue in a tough spot, and then at Georgia Tech to mm. end the year. Those are the two, like you said, the swing games for me. I'm going over. I feel confident about seven. Um, I, I think that Syracuse can, again, be a sleeper team. We were confident about them going into last year, and they started 6-0 and and ranked top in the country. So I, I think that they'll do that uh, and surprise people again and get, get over that mark. It's weird because I feel like Syracuse every year has a middle stretch of the season that is brutal, and then it can kind of make or break them. This year, it's the Clemson at UNC at Florida State all in a row, which, geez, who did they make mad at the ACC office? That's terrible. <laughs> so can you start 4-0? And then can you come out of that stretch maybe with a win, you know, maybe a win there, but then can you bounce back and get the wins you need? I like Garrett Schrader a lot. I think he's a very talented guy, and he's got to stay healthy. He's got to be smarter about it, Mac, but we think he can do that. Gadsden is a weapon. I'm with you. I, I think seven – is very doable for Syracuse. Come on. So I'm going to go over, but they have to get through that middle stretch of the year. Yeah. It always seems yeah. to beat them up. That's right. That's right. So it'll be interesting to see. And again, just depth is always a concern right. with any team. I mean, we, we talked to a couple of these head coaches and they say, you need a little luck to be good. You need a little luck. And of healthy. course, that injury bug is a big piece of that. Uh, this was fun, KG. Our first one, our first preview here, knocking out two teams. Uh, which is nice. That's kind of just the way the scheduling worked. We got one more kind of joint venture uh, for some teams down the road, but I'm excited to get these rolling. Next up, BC uh, will be coming out this Friday. Y'all are not going to want to miss that one. My guy, Christian Mahogany, joined us, and he's the bomb. He he was a lot of fun. It was a great episode, Uh, but just, again, excited to go through all of these. Big shout-out to the SIDs helping us make this happen, and, uh, of course, our friends over at Ingles for making this possible. But that's it for us. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We need you to go over to YouTube if you're not watching already. Don't miss these interviews. Don't miss these guys. You got to tune in, see them, see how excited they get, and, of course, these coaches. So check that out. Leave some comments. We would appreciate it. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.